how do I get my wife to initiate more? How do I get my wife to want to have sex as much as I want to have sex? I really have a hard time kind of getting it up. He's mad at me because I never initiate mm -hmm, sex. Mm -hmm. I feel constantly guilty. I wish I had more desire. Any man who's over 40 should be pumping a couple of times a week. The most common questions I receive, either sex is painful, sex just yeah. isn't enjoyable. It's just something I can live without it now. I used to like it, but now it's like, yeah. he doesn't really care and I don't really care go. and we're all good. We have hypervigilance and estrogen makes us look at everything. It also makes us judgmental to keep ourselves safe. That judgment reflects back to ourselves and we're like, my butt is fat, my boobs are saggy, mm -hmm. I don't feel sexy, I'm not really attractive, when in reality we are all so beautiful. The good news is you're not alone. These are the human condition. And the, and the even better news is I got answers. I got answers for all this stuff. Allow me to take just a moment to thank today's show sponsor, which is Organifi. You guys know how I feel about Organifi. It is my go-to. In fact, this is so refreshing. I have a glass of ice, fresh water mixed with pure and immunity. It's got just enough citrus. That's two of their products mixed together. I don't know if... Everybody likes the taste of that? I do, I love it. It's like an orange flavor. That's the immunity kind of tastes like orange. And then the pure has a lemony taste and I mix two of them together. And that way I get everything I need for my immunity, my antiviral, my antifungal. It's just a great way to support your immune system every single day. And then I mix that with my Organifi Pure, which is, it's basically all the superfoods that your brain needs to help reach maximum mental performance. In other words, it's what I drink to help me think better, to help my memory, to increase neurogenesis. And get this, this is the other reason why I drink it. Their product is clinically proven to boost BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor by up to 142%. Anyways, they've got tons of great products. Whatever your nutritional needs might be lacking or your palate might be craving, Organifi is definitely the company to check out. All right, guys, the cool news, you get 20% off all of their products when you use code Shaleen. Again, it's Organifi, and I'm going to spell it O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen. That's Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen, and you get 20% off. So today, our guest is Susan Bratton. She is a sex expert. She's somebody who's helped millions of couples bring excitement and intimacy into their relationships. It was great. I polled my audience, the guys, to ask them some questions. They had all kinds of questions about ED and performance and like how to get their wife to initiate sex. And she had answers for everything. Yeah, she gave like a lot of solutions. So, you know, if this is the type of conversation that's really uncomfortable for you and you're not comfortable hearing adult language, then this is probably not your episode. It's not something that we were terribly comfortable with initially. It takes practice. You start to realize like, wait a second, we're adults. This is something that's really healthy and it makes our relationship better. And we shouldn't have so much taboo and awkwardness around it. And she's going to explain what the value of having a good sexual relationship with your partner is for longevity, health, yeah. everything. I mean, that's how she starts off the podcast. It's kind of interesting. And so you listen to The Shalene Show because you are focused on, you are determined to be healthier. And that means your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, and hopefully after today, your sexual health. Susan, one of the things that I had, you know, thought about when preparing this for this interview was how do I kind of keep things really comfortable for that person who is really uncomfortable talking about sex, but yet she also knows she she wants closeness to her partner. She knows it's important, but she just is like super uncomfortable with all of this, the talk about it. Is there a way we can have this conversation where, you know, I, I don't know how to make it generic, but like with innuendos and so that that person is less uncomfortable, more, less awkward? You're putting me in a very difficult position. <laughs> oh, we're already talking about positions. <laughs> and it's not a sex position because what here's what I've found. Mm -hmm. I've found that at least in my world, the thing that people like the most about me mm -hmm. is that when I'm done, they're like, how do you have so much courage to speak like that? I feel like for the first time in my life, someone spoke to me like a grown-up adult. Mm. Thank you for the frank talk. Mm -hmm. And so I can 
try really hard not to trigger anyone. Mm. But the problem with that is that the people who are are listening to this episode, if you title this episode about intimacy, sexuality, keeping your marriage spicy, most of the people who have given up on their sexuality are not even going to tune in. Mm. And then we're kind of limiting the conversation for the what I would call maybe not a negative way, but like the lowest common denominator, the person who's all like, blah, 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 yeah. I don't even want to hear yeah. it. When in reality, what you have are the people listening who are like, I got to fix this. It's not going as well as I want. I know I could do better. You, just tell me what to do. Okay. And I'd rather just do that with you, even if at the end of the conversation, I'll do my best for you. And I, the last thing I want to <laughs> do is trigger people. I don't want to. But if at the end of this conversation, you're like, Suze, I can't run that. Uh-huh. I'll be like, that's cool. Well, listen, okay. I appreciate your candor. And I think you've got a really good point. <laughs> you know, there are those who you just need to know right now, tap out, swipe away, listen to something else. This maybe is not your episode if you're really uncomfortable with adult talk. And not that we're going to be like, uh, I don't know. We're, we're just going to have an adult conversation using adult language. Yeah. And so that means if your kids are in the car or in the room, maybe pop some headphones in. But yeah, if you're uncomfortable with this kind of thing, there's plenty of other episodes for you to listen to. And we have the expert here. And I want to take advantage, full advantage of your gift. We have listened to so many episodes that you've done and and said exactly the, what you just said. Like, wow. Like, literally, I, I said to Brett after listening to one of your episodes, I go, I feel like I've been operating with the knowledge I had as an eighth grade girl until I listened to you. Yep, exactly. And here's the thing about our sexuality. Your sex life is so healthy and good for you. I mean, it it reboots your nervous system. It sends blood, healthy, oxygenated blood to your brain. It it releases neurotransmitters. It, you know, it literally, there's a study that 2,500 people were shown pictures of people between the ages of 18 and 80 and asked to guess their age. Mm -hmm. And there was this group of people that everyone guessed to be about eight to 10 years younger than their actual chronological age. And for a long time, the research was a European study. For a long time, the researchers were like, huh, what's the correlation between these people? And they realized that it was they had intimacy three times a week. And if you think about looking 10 years younger on the outside, that's an indicator that you're 10 years younger on the inside. And intimate connection is, is an indicator of longevity. So I like to talk about extending our sex span because the more that we can extend our sex span, the longer, healthier, happier life we'll have. Mm. And when I talk about that, people are like, but God, we just get so twisted up in our lingerie. We just get so twisted up in our knickers, you know? <laughs> what are the big things we need to know so that we can move toward having more frequent, more pleasurable, intimate connection? What does that look like? Where are we getting tripped up? And I think that's a reasonable conversation to have. It's like, it's good for you. How do we have more? <laughs> Speaking of that correlation, is there a correlation between... Um the amount of sex that people have and their physical health? I mean, your sexual health, is that tied to your physical health? Literally tied. Mm. There's a really interesting longitudinal study. Actually, it's one of the it's one of the longest studies on longevity that's ever been done, and it's based out of New Zealand. It's called the Dunedin Pace Report. <laughs> and there's four quadrants to longevity. One of them is looking more youthful than your peers. The other is grip strength as an indicator of overall strength. The third is balance, being able to stand on one leg as you know something that prevents you literally from falling down, breaking in a hip and going uh -huh. into a home and dying. <laughs> and the fourth is cognitive function. And the great news about great sex is that it makes you look younger, it keeps you stronger, it improves your cognitive, I mean, it literally works on all four quadrants. So it's fueling your longevity. But I find that longevity is kind of one of those, you know, I can tell you all day long that great intimacy is going to help you with your sex span. And your sex span is going to help you with your health span. So you can live a longer, happier life. But people are really kind of in the right here, right now, in situations such as 
my husband wants sex all the time, way more than I do. I really have a hard time kind of getting it up. It's, you know, he's mad at me because I never initiate Mm -hmm, sex. mm -hmm. I feel constantly guilty. I wish I had more desire. I took some hormones. It didn't really get me more desire. I don't know what to do, you know, that kind of thing. Or they come to me, I'm so bored Mm. with our sex life. Mm. My wife will never do anything fun and new, or my husband will never do anything fun and new. That's a common one as well is it's just boring now. Mm. These are more the most common thing or my partner has a health problem. And you know, your libido is the other side of the same coin as your overall health. You can't have a strong libido if you're dealing with cancer or you have a chronic disease or you've got long haul COVID or whatever whatever it is. You You can't do it. So what do I do in a relationship where I know my partner is too ill, but I feel so lonely and disconnected. Is there anything I can do? Mm-hmm. You know, and so these are very common issues that I can easily resolve. So if any of that resonates yeah. with, uh, you know, I think those are maybe some of the things that my my fans are dealing with. I'd yeah. be happy to go anywhere there. Well, what's great is we've got this we've got this great audience that they submitted questions. The guys submitted questions to Brett. And the gals Great. submitted questions to me, and, and you just Super. and you just hit about almost all the questions just right there. Just, yeah, just your last, last like one minute was like I was like, oh, they asked that question, they yeah. asked that question, they asked that question. Yeah, you should probably be a sex expert. <laughs> you should think about that. I think that if if I had to um, generalize, and I'll let you generalize with a common most common ones for the guys, but for the gals, the most common one, and this likely has a lot to do with the fact that my lifer is is like me. She's like my age. So she's probably perimenopausal, if not menopausal. And the most common questions I received, and I'll let you address this, and then we'll get to Brett's, either sex is painful, sex just yeah. isn't enjoyable. It's just something I can live without it now. I used to like it, but now it's like, yeah. he doesn't really care and I don't really care go. and we're all good, I think. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, so for, especially for the woman who's like, it's painful, it's uncomfortable, and therefore I'm, my libido is low. What advice do you have for her? You want to share yours? So some of my questions were very similar, but probably the, the biggest one was, how do I get my wife to initiate more? Yeah. Um, another one was, how do I get my wife to want to have sex as much as I want to have sex? Yeah. And then some other ones came into like performance. So pre-ejaculation, ED. So, cause you know, 54 years old, I've, I'm 53. Some of our people are 50, 60. So the ED the question's coming in. So I, I got a, quite a few questions about that as well. Okay, good. Perfect. So the good news is that everybody thinks it's them. Yep. They think they're the only ones this is happening to. And these are the most common questions that everyone's dealing with. Yeah. So the good news is you're not alone. These are the human condition. And the and the even better news is I got answers. I got answers for all this stuff. So the best way for me to answer this, what I would call mismatched libido, and then the physical aging issues that come with being in midlife and beyond and how you can reverse those. There's solutions to that. And the best way I can explain it is to get in each other's world Mm. so you understand what you're dealing with. So the first thing is that, think about it. Now, I'm going to talk about men and I'm going to talk about women. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to just say right up front that I am very supportive of people's gender expressions, but that we have... We're typically born into an XX chromosome, female-bodied, vulva-owning, estrogen-dominant person, which I'll call a woman (laughs) for simplicity's sake. Gotcha. And or an XY chromosome, penis-owning, testosterone-dominant man. Mm -hmm. And they're almost always in the big bell curve of sexuality in a relationship together. (laughs) And so I'm just gonna deal with that paradigm. Anyone who's not in that paradigm can still get 90% of what I say. And the issue is that our male-bodied partners, our guys, they wake up at night 
with an erection if they're healthy. They have a couple of nighttime nocturnal erections. Mm. If they stop having those, the next stop on that train is called cardiac arrest. Mm. So monitoring nocturnal erections with devices, which I can get into in a minute and show you a few things, is actually very helpful in midlife to begin to understand that you have to watch that. If you're not waking up with a good old morning wood, you are likely on the road to athro. You are already having atherosclerosis, which leads to heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, etc. So that's a really important thing is you need a morning erection. So let's say you're having morning erections and then men are biologically wired to solo pleasure to keep their semen topped up because they have to be ready when us inscrutable females are like, I think I'm finally in the mood. And they're like, mm. okay, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. They have to be ready. They're always ready. Yeah. And so we love them for always being ready. God love them for doing <laughs> it. If they were like us, no one would ever. This is why there's such a thing as lesbian bed death because <laughs> the girls were always like, there's nobody starting the fire here. Yeah. So our fire keepers are so important, mm. but it's hard on them because we female bodied people, we run on that 28 day cycle even after after menopause, we are moon women. And so when we get in the mood, we are not what you would call spontaneous desire people. We are what are called responsive desire people. Maybe you've considered using CBD to help you to become more relaxed, to deal with anxiety, or to deal with aches and pains. I personally find that CBD combined with a few other really important all natural ingredients for sleep have changed my bedtime routine. But I do wanna mention that there are other ways you can use CBD because it is a natural product to help eliminate inflammation, to help with anxiety, with depression, sleep issues, back pain, joint pain, lots of other solutions. I can't go to bed at night without taking my sleepy gummies. However, you should keep in mind that you get 15% off everything Soul makes when it comes to their CBD products, which are 100% organic. They are made here in the USA. They have zero THC, so you don't have to worry about getting high. And not only is that a claim that they make, they third-party lab test all of their products so you can rest assured that what you're getting is actually what's on the label. But if you're in the United States and you'd like to get 15% off all of the CBD products that they make, including CBD products for your pets, go to getsoul.com forward slash Shaleen. That gives you 15% off. And that 15% is taken at checkout. A lot of you have said, I've added it to the cart and I don't see the discounts. It is when you go to checkout that you will see the 15% is automatically taken off the total. Again, that's getsoul.com forward slash Shaleen for 15% off. Can you explain what responsive desire means? It means that if you start the process of seduction, and seduction is not a bad word, it's a good word, it is a needed word because we need our guys to do the heavy lifting to get us going mm. because they have a penis that gets hard really fast. It has three chambers in it that just bink, they get fat, you know, as if they're healthy, they're fast. And all that erectile tissue in the penis is, if I took out the erectile tissue of a penis, pretend, imagine it's a banana, the hole inside is fruit, all the fruit is erectile tissue. Okay. That's how much erectile tissue is in our male partner's penis. If I took that out and I turned it into a little circle with a point on the top <laughs> and I popped it around our vagina, it would be that much tissue. Mm. But boys have a competitive advantage. They have a competitive advantage that those erectile tissue chambers are like straight shots and the blood can just run right in there yeah. boop, and they're ready to go. Yeah. They're already testosterone dominant. They wake up with erections. They think about sex a lot. They're more likely to self-pleasure. And so they're just kind of always thinking about sex and pretty much always ready for sex. That's the biological wiring of myth. The female body, we've got nooks and crannies, mm -hmm. and those nooks and crannies take a long time to get our blood flow down into our pelvic bowl, seeping through the vaginal lining, seeping into the three erectile tissues of our vulva, 
We have a clitoral, urethral, and perineal structure that kind of mirror the male body, but they're in all these nooks and crannies. And so they fill more slowly with blood. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is we don't, we don't, we're not testosterone dominant. So testosterone is the hormone of lust. It's the one that's like, (laughs) and we like that about our guys when they're like for us. We we're like, oh, he loves us. You know, we, we really like their desire. The problem is that guys over time in long-term relationships, they take, they, they make us a big offer. They say, would you like to have sex? They initiate. Mm-hmm. And we say, I don't know. I'm not sure. I've got a lot going on. I should get this thing done. I still need to make dinner, whatever. We have all these things because we're estrogen dominant and we've got all these things going on in our head. And we never feel safe like our guys. Our guys walk through the world and they're not worried about anything. They they have testosterone. They've got confidence. They've got brawn. We walk through the world worried about everything mm. because we are, we have to worry. We have to keep our eye out. We have hypervigilance and estrogen makes us look at everything. It also makes us judgmental to keep ourselves safe. That judgment reflects back to ourselves. And we're like, my butt is fat. My boobs are saggy. Mm-hmm. I don't feel sexy. I'm not really attractive. When in reality, we are all so beautiful inside and out. And we're so lucky to live in these miraculous bodies that we have. But our crazy estrogen makes us almost turn on ourselves in this negative mindset. Our our guys have testosterone, which is rose-colored goggles. They think we look beautiful all the time, but we don't even believe it. Mm. So we have kind of these things that conspire against the masculine-feminine pair bond that you need to have ninja tactic, tactics, shortcuts, workarounds, and tricks to make it work so everybody, so mama's happy and daddy's happy. Susan, <laughs> I, I want to, for a second, jump in yeah. and address that woman who's like, why do I want to, these ninja tricks? Why do I want to learn all this stuff to do something that's painful? Right. Okay. So I'm going to get to how you reverse painful sex okay. because that is its own little, like, here's the list of things you need to do yeah. to fix the problems. Yeah. Here's what the problems are and here's how to fix okay. them. Let's assume that it's fixed. But okay. the problem is that you're still not initiating sex. I see. It doesn't hurt anymore but you're not initiating sex. Why isn't she initiating? Mm -hmm. Why do I, as the man, always have to initiate? And when I offer her sex, most of the time she turns me down or pushes me off. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't she? But then when we're done having sex, she's like, well, that was nice. That felt good. Mm -hmm. Like, what is going on here? So the problem is that sex is too big an ask. Intercourse. I'm... I'm not, I haven't even like laid down and relaxed and had a glass of Chardonnay yet. Mm-hmm. And he's asking me to be, to if I want to be penetrated, you know, yeah. it's just like so much for us. So what I say to guys is a couple of things. Number one, you want to make her a series of small offers. And, she, you know, would you like a glass of Chardonnay? Can I give you a foot rub? Do you want to tell me about your day while I rub your neck? And he's going to go, she's going to know I'm trying to get sex. And I'm like, well, of course she wants to know you desire her, but she's not ready to say yes to intercourse, Mm. but she would be ready to to say yes to a glass of Chardonnay and a foot rub. Mm -hmm. And when you begin there, it allows her to relax and let down and let the juices start running and let the flow happen and connect her heart to your heart and get things off her chest that are bothering her. Sometimes it's a matter of just being held for a few minutes, a long few minutes, <laughs> and then you can relax rather than this kind of like sex, big sex offer. The other thing that I say to guys is, do you or your wife take out the trash? Well, I do. That's my job. If there's a rat in the house, a mouse in the house, a spider in the house, a bug in the house, a snake in the house, who takes care of it? Brett does. Well, I do. I kill all of the things. (laughs) Okay. Who initiates sex in your house? Well, I wish she would, but I pretty much always have to do it. And I'm like, what if it was your job? What if it was just like, awesome. If, 
if she happens to like take a bag of trash out or squish a spider or initiate sex, <laughs> yay. I understand. But what if it's your job yeah. and you're, it is your job to carry the fire. You're the fire carrier. And I assume that what you mean when you say this, this holds true whether it's him or her. In some, you know, some of the questions I got were the opposite, which was the the woman saying like, how, I wish my husband would initiate. I, he wants it, but I feel like I always have to initiate it. And it reminded me of this kind of resentment that I used to have because I was the friend in my girl's friend group that always planned the mm -hmm. trips. And then at one point I just realized like, well, that's, that's just my role. Mm -hmm. And I'm a control freak anyway, so I probably wouldn't <laughs> like it if somebody else planned it. So I should just like step into my role. <laughs> one of the things I love about you is you know who you are. You do. You're so fair about that. Yeah. I wonder if men, when they feel like they are the only ones that initiate, mm -hmm. if they're getting initiating and like taking control, like confused, like for like the male or the, the man might initiate sex, but maybe what he really wants is once the initiation happens for then her, the woman to like take control of the situation mm. in bed. And maybe that's what's not happening. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I, th I think, I think initiation and taking control are totally two different things. Mm. I would say with initiation, the best thing to do is to keep making her offers, smaller offers, and then okay. escalating those offers. Can you give us an example? What's an offer? Is it like literally, will you have sex with me or is it, the rub, like what you said, rubbing the back, a what long caress. Yeah, what I already said. Those are small okay. offers. Those are the small okay. offers that let her slowly remember that she loves to be close to you and want a little bit more. And then you offer her a little bit more. How about a yoni massage? Why don't we go into the bedroom? I've got the fire on. I've got the I've got the fascinator down. I've got a pitcher of water and some clean towels. I've got your favorite lubes out. And I just like to give you a yoni massage or a back massage or a butt massage or just a sensual body massage. And if you don't want to go further, I'm not going to be mad. I just want the opportunity to get into a sensual space with you. So let me, let me love on you. That works very well. Mm -hmm. Speaking of a yoni massage, this is something that we just learned about this year. I would love for this episode to make it out without getting censored, but I would also love because I've heard you describe it. Like it's literally you who t we yeah. we learned about a yoni massage from the first time from listening to one of your episodes. Can I invite you to be on sure. Patreon where you can walk us through how to give a proper yoni massage? Yes, I'd be happy to do that. Okay. I think it's really, really helpful to get that specific instruction so you know what you're going for. And I mm -hmm. have found that yeah. yoni massages have been a Rosetta Stone to much more frequent intimacy between my husband and I. Look, I'm a sex expert. I talk about sex all day. I write passionate lovemaking techniques. I'm sexually confident. Uh, my, my genitals don't hurt because I've done the remediations because I am 62. But at 62, I'm having the best sex wow. of my life. And yet, I don't really I don't really initiate much. I really prefer my husband to do that, but I don't like him to ask me to have sex. I like him to offer me pleasure. Oh. I like him to offer me yoni massages because one mm. of the things he's really, really good about is no strings attached pleasure. I'm not giving you a massage to get you to have sex with me. Mm. I'm giving you a massage. Oh, every woman right now is like, how do you, how do I get one of those? How do I, <laughs> how do I, how do I have one of those giving pleasures without any strings attached kind of guy? Because what women need is to be filled up with pleasure to the point where it overflows and we have enough pleasure in reserve to give pleasure back. That's the first step is mm. to really just oh, put in without it being a quid pro quo. I have a question. Susan, yeah. does this, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is he doesn't even need to ask if he just focuses on your pleasure without the thought that there's going to be some reciprocation because you'll, you'll be, it'll be so overflowing that you will be begging for it. I think after a while of practicing, that could happen. 
But I think we are so hardwired in the feminine to be responsive rather than proactive or spontaneous that I wouldn't necessarily wait for that. Mm -hmm. I think that starting with those small offers of pleasure and then a little bit more pleasure. So starting with things like, tell me about your day. Here's a glass of Chardonnay. Let me give you a foot rub. And then can I take you into the other room now that you're relaxed and you've gotten some things off your chest and you've calmed down and we're heart connected and give you a little more pleasure? What would be good? Well, yes, but my lower back hurts and I'd really like you to rub my belly. I still have a little bit of that bacterial infection from London and I don't think I could even enjoy a yoni massage until I kind of move through some of that. All right, let's get that taken care of. And so what happens over time as a woman gets more and more pleasure from her partner without the pressure of having to reciprocate, she begins to want to reciprocate. And the more sex that she has over time, and not sex, but when I say sex, I don't mean intercourse. I don't even like the words foreplay and sex, mm. because that means the goal is intercourse and sex is only intercourse. And all the rest is just this less important thing called foreplay. I don't think that's true at all, as a matter of fact. Mm the kissing, the holding, the stroking of each other's genitals, the pleasuring of her breasts. Those kinds of things are very vulnerable, very pleasurable, and they can certainly be very orgasmic in and of themselves. And she needs 20 or 30 minutes of concerted pleasure to get her genitals to the point that his get to in two minutes. And so what happens is when couples have been rushing wow. to quote unquote sex, rushing to intercourse, then they are mm -hmm. shortchanging her arousal ladder. And then he, she's being penetrated before she's fully engorged, before she has her lady erection. And that means that the surface mm -hmm. area of her genitals is small instead of big. And when it's engorged mm. with blood and she's gotten that oh. 20 minutes of pleasure, which is why yoni massages are so good, they filled up with blood. They're much bigger. When you touch them, there's more surface area, which sends more signals to her brain, her largest sex organ. And there she's feeling more pleasure. And then she can also, once they get to, if they decide to have intercourse, once they get to intercourse, she'll have much more pleasurable intercourse because that banana's worth of erectile tissue that's wrapped around her vagina is actually fully expanded. So she's getting a lot more signals to her brain of pleasure. And she'll be able to finally, if she hasn't yet, in her life had orgasms from intercourse, she'll start to be able to become mm -hmm. orgasmic wow. from intercourse. So priming the pump with the other types of orgasms, the manual orgasms, the oral orgasms, the breastgasms, the kissing gasms, getting her really turned on and telling her she's beautiful, telling her she's sexy, encouraging her. The verbal, for her, moaning, saying what feels good, letting him know mm. he's doing a good job, letting him know her desire is building. Those are the signals that he needs to know that he's on the right track and that she is happy. Because the last thing he wants to do is have sex with her if she's not enjoying it. He doesn't want that. He wants her to want it. Once that yeah. mechanism between them starts really going, then she might initiate sex once in a while. But if she doesn't, it doesn't matter because you're going to be making her all these offers all the time. You're going to have a great yoni pleasuring. She might want to try lingam pleasuring, which is his you know, male member, pleasuring his male member. And um, you're just going to start having more fun together and you're going to want to learn new things. And then she's going to become more sexually confident in herself and her abilities to achieve pleasure during the session. He's going to realize he can slow down and that he doesn't have to stay hard through the whole thing so he can get to intercourse and do what he's supposed to do. His performance anxiety is going to drop and he's got so much performance anxiety because he feels guilty 
about his desire. He feels ashamed for wanting so much. Mm. He He's been rebuffed so many times that he's worried. And so he just wants to get it done and do a good job mm-hmm. so he doesn't take too long. And so he puts all that pressure on himself. So when you get out of, we're just driving to intercourse, every, you know, so we're, we're going to have sex and we're doing intercourse. And instead it's like, we're going to lie in bed and we're going to goof and laugh and maybe try a new toy together and maybe do a position we've never done and try a new thing. Then you get into free-flowing communication, lots of feedback, joy and pleasure, lowered anxiety, more presence with each other. And you start to have fun again And then you have a renaissance in your sex life. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, I've been thinking I would like Mm. to find my G-spot or I'd like to try this sex position. And then you're starting to do things together. And then as when you're beginning as beginners, it's like teenage sex again. And it's fun. Mm. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of the the course of what could be happening when you when you understand that he's ready to go she's not it takes her 20 minutes it takes him two minutes get off the thing of focusing on just having intercourse that's not what sex is sex is all the things let's start doing some of the other things it really just changes that dynamic and stop feeling guilty for your desire and stop feeling guilty because you don't have desire you just need your partner's Mm. help to kind of get over the hump and get things warmed up, get the motor running. He's got to kickstart that old motor and get her going every time. And if he's like, oh, that's my job. I am very good at jobs. I am so consistent. I will do this job. And he does the job and it works. And you're like, yeah, okay, that's better. Yeah. (laughs) Now let's have a cigarette. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about deodorant for a second. You know that I had been on the hunt, thank you for your suggestions, for a deodorant that was baking soda-free, didn't have any parabens, had no aluminum, because, you know, hashtag we're all trying to get rid of the toxins. Many of you had suggested Lumi. I tried it. I love it. And now they are a show sponsor. Lumi is different because it's a whole body deodorant. And they've got a stick, and they also have like a cream tube deodorant, okay? So here's the deal. This stuff is so safe, you can put it friggin' anywhere in your body. You can put it in your under boobs, on your belly button, on your booty crack, on your vajayjay, on your feet, like anywhere where you're like, okay, we just need to control some odor. That's Lumi. Lumi will take care of that for you. It's a first of its kind. It's been clinically proven to block odor all day and control it for up to 72 hours. I love that it was created by an OBGYN who experienced firsthand that BO is normal. It was just being misdiagnosed and mistreated. So if you've been looking for something that is aluminum-free, like I said, you want something that's a little safer to use anywhere on your body, may I suggest you the Lumi Starter Pack. It's perfect for new customers because then you'll get like the solid stick plus the cream tube deodorant, which is kind of nice, like if you're going to put on your feet or wherever. They'll also give you two free products of your choice, like their little mini body wash and the deodorant wipes, which are also really nice. And because you're a listener of The Shaleen Show, new customers get $5 off their Lumi starter pack with code Shaleen. So go to lumideodorant.com forward slash Shaleen. That will give you, are you ready for this? 40% off your starter pack. Check it out. I think you're going to love it. It really seems to me from what you've described that the probably the biggest problem in most people's bedrooms is that they're trying to start it in the bedroom, that it needs to start outside the bedroom, that it needs to start you know, before you get into bed, especially because from what you've described, so much of our problems are that we have different starting yes. points, like they're mismatched starting points. And she needs to start far earlier, maybe even in the day. And hers needs to kind of be, it feels like almost a lifestyle. <laughs> and, <laughs> and his needs to be like, okay, we're ready. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, you've got to make sure that things are a little bit slower for us. Yes. Yeah. When guys say to me, what's the number one sex technique? I say, slow down. And they're like, no, 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 really. And I'm like, no, for uh, real. Yeah. Turn around and come back and get us. We need you to hold the fire, start mm. the fire. That's the, you are the fire starter for us most of the time. I mean, a new relationship energy, that's a carve out. She could be the one who's, you know, like all the time, but that wanes and then we need more support. Yeah. For the gal who 
is, and I'm sure it's very independent, right? There's probably many factors, but can you generally tell us what's going on that so many women in my audience have told me, I used to love sex, but now it's just really painful. What's going on there? Yeah. So that's a couple of different things. The first thing that that is, is the same thing that afflicts men. So it's loss of blood flow. So it's basically vascular retraction. And then with vascular retraction comes retraction of the nervous system. So the sensitivity drops as well. It doesn't feel as good as it used to feel. It's harder to achieve pleasure and the pleasure is not as strong and intense. It's diminished. And the second thing that happens is that the when you hit midlife and you're making less estrogen, the tissue all over your body is thinning. Your tissue gets thin and it begins to desiccate and wrinkle. That includes mm -hmm. the vaginal mucosal lining and all the tissue of the vulva, as well as mm. the tissue of the penis. It atrophies. And that atrophy makes mm. the vagina the tissue in the vagina thin and lax. And when it's lax, what used to be, I have a vagina right here. <laughs> so if you're, if you're listening to this on the podcast app, I highly recommend at this point, you head over to the YouTube to see what we're doing here on screen. So this is what a vagina looks like. It looks like a little balloon that you'd make a water balloon out of. One of those little round balloons with a little neck and a little the little muscle that is the opening to the vagina. And the vagina itself is like a flat little balloon. And as it loses tissue, it starts to get more and more open. And then she loses her grip oh. and her muscular strength and the orgasmic contraction strength as well. She also starts to suffer from incontinence, leaking urine, coughing, can't quite get all the way to the bathroom before some urine goes in her pants. These are problems that women have. Mm -hmm. So she's she's has loss of lubrication, incontinence, vaginal laxity, sagging genitals, at my favorite, and loss of orgasmic intensity and difficulty achieving <laughs> orgasm. He has atrophied penis, shrinking, everything getting smaller loss of blood flow, so less veins, less sensitivity. So it's harder for him to get to his climax. So, and that's a real problem. So he gets smaller, she gets bigger. They both lose sensation. He has to go at it a long time. She's got sensitivity and loss of lubrication. So that hurts. It's just like if Mother Ugh. Nature could have come up with a more devious scheme to keep us from having intercourse in old age, she couldn't have done a better job. The good news is that you can fix all of these things. Wow. I'm going to tell you how to very simply in just a second. But this is what we are all going Excellent. through. Nobody gets out alive. It happens to all of us. Our genitals atrophy. <laughs> and so what we do with sexual biohacking and sexual regenerative therapies is we reverse the atrophy. And the way that we do that is pretty simple. I'll show you a couple of things. Mm. The very first thing for this our female bodied people is there's two options. There's a DIY and a do it for me solution. The do it yourself, the DIY is an at home device. And I'm very happy to have this device. This is a women owned business. This is called the vagina device. And it uses it's called a vagina. That's the actual term of it, a vagina device. Okay. It's at vaginadevice.com. And this uses red light therapy, photobiomodulation to stimulate the mitochondria in the cells of the vaginal lining to generate more lining and thicken the tissue and fix the laxity. Then the tissue holds more fluid, more liquid from our blood plasma. So it has better lubrication. And this also has warmth, which recollagenates the tissue. And it has a small vibration okay. that is essentially Kegel toning for strengthening the musculature so that we have more orgasmic pleasure and we have less incontinence. So the vagina device is at home, but one thing that it really doesn't fix is the okay. loss of the labial tissue the atrophy of the labial tissue and the atrophy of the clitoral tissue. And that's why if you can do it and it's near your house and you have access to it, I recommend okay. Femi Wave. 
Femi wave is an acoustic wave that is applied to the whole outer vulva by a trained practitioner. It penetrates deeply into the tissue and fixes all the problems I mentioned before, all five of the issues. Mm, including lubrication? Lubrication, incontinence, thinning, vaginal laxity, painful sex, loss of lubrication, labial, like the, the sagginess, as well as it strengthens the clitoral, urethral, and perineal erectile tissue structures so you can get all that blood in again, get that nice and engorged. And it feels good and sends those pleasure signals back to the brain. Everything's plump and youthful again. Mm -hmm. Susan, is that like a once a, is, is the second option, is that like a once a quarter, like once a year? Yeah, it's um, six treatments over usually mm -hmm. three to six weeks. And what they're doing is stimulating the vulva and vagina with tiny little micro damage. These little acoustic waves go in and they do tiny little damage that then your body brings in your own growth factors and stem cells to repair and rebuild the tissue. It's like build back better is what it does. Same thing for the male member, okay. and that's called gains wave. And the reason that I like the acoustic wave over things like CO2 lasers and RF devices is that the CO2 lasers, again, only doing mm. the internal vagina. Yeah. It's not yeah. fixing sensation loss and the loss of the labial tissue. And mm. it is very damaging. It, mm. it essentially mm. is a laser that burns your tissues. So your okay. vaginal mucosal lining gets wounded. What I like about the vagina device is that it does not do any wounding to do the repair. It's just a plus up rather than a wound repair. How much of the issues regarding, for the woman who, again, she recognizes that, gosh, I'm, I'm just... yeah much drier than I was before. She's not, and so therefore her husband right. also thinks, well, she must not be turned on because yeah. she's not getting wet anymore. What do you recommend yeah. in terms of hormone support? Is that potentially one of the issues? For sure. And I like vaginal estrogen and I like testosterone to be able to be put on the clitoral structure and on the inner labia. And if you add a little testosterone mm. to your life, you you turn you don't turn into a little old lady so fast. You don't turn into a granny that's afraid <laughs> of everything. You you have more muscle dimension. Yeah. You stay stronger. You've got more. Con you've literally got balls. You've got more confidence, and <laughs> you have more sex drive. And then the estrogen, when you take it mm. intravaginally, it thickens that mucosal lining and helps it hold in more fluid. And the thing about lubrication is, you know, Dr. Emily Nagoski wrote in her book, Come As You Are, she wrote about the, the gassing and breaking system of female arousal and how lubrication is not an indication of desire. The problem is that when you're dry, it impacts your desire. So I like the Femi sure waves because I, I literally have, uh, so I started doing O-shots, Femi waves, things like that, and using the vagina device, probably about 55. I started needing that. I started having painful sex, loss of lubrication, et cetera. And now I have so much lubrication that I absolutely, I'm more lubricated <laughs> now than I was in my 20s. So there's one more thing that I wow. would like to recommend, and I can have some of this sent to you. This is a system that I recommend to women and their partners a lot, and it's called Foria, and it's a CBD-based okay. botanical oil system. I call it the Pleasure Protocol. And this is the Awaken, and it essentially, it's an oil that you just put a coating on the vulva, you just put a coating on the clitoris, the vulva, et cetera. And then for more lubrication, you take one of their little cocoa butter CBD suppositories and insert it into the vagina. It melts inside the vagina, coats the vagina. Wow. It's nice and thick and it feels wonderful. So then you add their sex oil on top mm. of everything for as much slipperiness as you like. But what the Awaken does is it actually, so you have in your body endoca an endocannabinoid system. 
And the endocannabinoid system is a series of one and two receptor systems in your organs, in your tissue, in your brain, everywhere. And it works on the limbic system, which is the system where we connect our hearts and our bodies. And when you use Mm -hmm. the phytocannabinoids from the hemp plant, this is not THC, it's not psychoactive, it's not addictive, it can be sold in all the states, it's just CBD, the, the, the phytocannabinoids, they start to trigger, mm-hmm. when you rub them on the vulva, they start to trigger our own healing pleasure pathway of our own mm. endocannabinoid system. They wake up the brain. They wake up That's that remarkable. neural connection between our vulva and our brain. And then the lube, that's just to help with lubrication. And their suppositories are help with lubrication. And so I really love this. This is at pleasureprotocol.com. And if you'd like, I'll have the company send you some so you can try it out. It's been a game changer. For sure. And we'll put links to everything in our show notes too, because I think these are great resources for anyone who's looking to improve their sexual health, improve the way things go between the two of you. You know, we were talking about how a lot of the men and the ladies too, I think kind of for men, there's just this like pride around uh, performance. You talked about this earlier. I did. They want to do the best job and be winners. But a lot of the women who reach out to me were like... my husband just like is like sorry and rolls over, and we don't talk about it. Meaning and I like don't want he can't perform. Yeah, and he, and they're like we don't talk about it. You know, don't want to make him feel bad. I want to make him feel uncomfortable, but like it, I want him also to do something. So maybe she can have him listen to this part of the episode, and you can tell us what he does need to do. Well, I think what he needs to do first is get his testosterone levels checked because we've all been hearing about how men's testosterone levels have been taking a dive, but that's Mm -hmm. directly tied to the obesity epidemic of the fact that uh, people are addicted to ultra processed food Mm -hmm. and they can't fix their obesity. They can't, there's no willpower strong enough to overcome addictions to the kinds of chemicals that are now found in our food supply. And so the obesity is definitely robbing men of their testosterone as a role of the endocrine disruptors in our air and our food and our water, et cetera. And so it's happening to all of us. So we really need to be working on our detoxification pathways Mm. and working on our gut microbiome. I mean, literally, if your husband doesn't get up every day and you don't get up every day and take a fantastic poop, You've got to start there because (laughs) who would have thought that the sex experts talking about why you need to have good poops, but you can't make your neurotransmitters. You can't make your hormones. You have no energy when you can't move things through your body. And so checking on his bowel movements, checking on his testosterone, and then giving him a nitric oxide supplement and nitric Mm. oxide supplements So there's a couple of things. One is that if you're not eating a lot of leafy green vegetables and beetroot, you're not able to convert the nitrites, nitrates into nitrites into nitric oxide in your system. If you use antibacterial mouthwash, but you eat all your greens and your beets, you lose the bacteria in your mouth that convert the nitrates into nitrites into nitric oxide. I if did not know you that. take a proton pump inhibitor, an acid blocker, if you've got acid reflux and you're on Zantac or what have you, you can't make the nitric oxide that you need. And the nitric mm. oxide is the gaseous signaling molecule that pushes the blood to your brain, to your heart, to all your parts. And so if you can't get enough blood flow in, because you don't have high enough nitric oxide supplies. That's what the PDE5 inhibitors work on. They work on nitric oxide. Mm. They help keep that path. They prop up a failing pathway. And so for men who start taking a nitric oxide supplement, often they can begin to, to get off of Viagra or at least microdose it. And microdosing it does a couple of things. If they're moving from taking a 60 milligram dose down to something like five or 10 milligrams sublingually rather than swallowing a pill and waiting for the liver to process it, they have to take a lot less. 
once they top up their nitric oxide systems, they can still get a firm erection. If they can't get a firm erection, then the next step for them is to use a vacuum erection device. And that's what this looks like. This is a little pump. It's called a penis pump. And what mm -hmm. this does when you put the penis in here and you get it seated well, I'm going to turn this on because it has red light too. I can show you the red light. What it does is it allows your body, there's the red light, that's wow. the photobiomodulation for the male member. Wow. Any man who's over 40 should be pumping a couple of times a week. So get his testosterone checked. Get him on his nitric oxide supplementation. Citrulline, not arginine. Once you're over 40, you really need a citrulline-based nitric oxide product. That, that's why this is my number one. I have a supplement company as well as I have a publishing company. And the supplement company, this, this flow is my number one seller because wow. we use real fruit and vegetables rather than making it out of, you know, Chinese okay. labs that make supplements. They use corn liquor from pesticide-laden corn in mm. a vat inoculated with a bacteria that basically eats the corn liquor and poops out the arginine. Then they inoculate it with another one in the vat that eats the arginine and poops out the citrulline. And you get this synthetic, it's not synthetic, but it's like the, all the pesticides that were in those fields of corn are still mm -hmm. in the supplements. And I like to keep as many disruptors and toxins out of my body as I possibly can. So I like to eat things and supplements that are made from whole foods. So citrulline yeah. when you're over 40. And the penis pump itself is really nice because basically what it does is it's it's the ad, it's like the equivalent of the vagina device. It's an at-home device that you can DIY. You can pump a couple times a week. It draws the blood into the member and it gives it, it returns the blood carrying capacity to the penis. Mm. If he's doing it and he still can't hold the blood in during an erection, he has the most common kind of ED, which is called venous leak. And venous leak can be easily remedied by the gains wave treatments with the acoustic wave from the gains wave providers. Wow. Where can he get the device that you just shared with us? Yes. Um, I have a book that I give away. It's called The Pump Guide. And you can download the PDF of this at pumpingguide.com and it has the links and everything to the pump the red light all of the wow. gains wave the sub it has all that stuff in there and it tells you the protocol because for men who are familiar with pumps they'll say oh yeah i tried pumping and it didn't work and i'll say did you use an FDA class two medical grade device? I mean, they're all, they're mm. like $179. They're not expensive in the grand scheme of things to have erectile function. And he'll be like, mm -hmm. no, I got it at an adult store. And I'm like, you got a Chinese novelty <laughs> item that wasn't sized yeah. right for your, you know, for your needs. And it didn't have a release yes. valve and it didn't have a good vacuum pressure gauge and it didn't have this and it didn't have that. And he's like, oh, I just wasn't using a good tool. And I'm like, exactly. Yeah. So I've helped thousands of men reverse their, you know, little wet noodle into a beautiful, amazing thing again, and even reverse <laughs> that atrophy so that he is just so proud of himself. And so for the guys that have kind of given up, what they really need is nitric oxide supplementation, a penis pump testosterone most likely and if needed gains wave on top of that and the great thing is that you can also go up from there like if you're like well i'm i like to do it all i want everything what else can i do that's where you get into prp stem cells and exosomes mm. because i've done prp injections o shots they're called into my clitoral structure seven times. <gasps> that sounds so painful. <laughs> it's not painful at all. You don't even feel it. Honestly, the little oh, bit of okay. ice that they use to numb is you feel that a lot more than you feel. You feel that little cold piece of ice more than you ever yeah. feel. And, and they can use numbing cream too. So there's a lot. Well, Susan, I have to just say that you've probably helped uh, thousands and thousands of people today with sharing this information. Good. We have this taboo, this like 
you know, I, I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to go to a doctor about this. I don't want to talk yeah. to my spouse about this. And luckily, we have someone like you who's just so comfortable and confident and normalizes all of this conversation. Yeah. So I cannot Good. thank you enough for sharing your wisdom with us here on The Shaleen Show. And we will link to all of the incredible resources that you share. As I said, Brett and I um, stumbled upon a couple of your podcasts after meeting you at an event. And I was just like, uh, I didn't know any of this. And it's <laughs> been so fun to learn from you. Good. It's my so pleasure. Fun. And thank you for having me on because I do really appreciate the opportunity to tell more people about these simple solutions that make such a big difference. Like when guys realize initiation is just kind of their, you know, fire starter heavy lifting. And when women stop feeling guilty about not being able to match their man's, you know, speed of desire, and they realize there's nothing wrong with either of you, we're just different. So we compensate for that. And then to know that there are really simple things you can do to reverse the pain, reverse the atrophy, that it's just out there available. I think that between your access to more people and this knowledge, hopefully we have reignited some great sex lives. So thank you both so much for having me. I know we have. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you.